the EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We'll support you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the app store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We'll support you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis and free betting picks from cappers and bettors including the crew from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Check out their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. And finally, we'll support you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Trust the process, yeah? Trust the process, yeah? This manager has no control over his players. We have had three, we've had two men sent off. We've had two men. Uh, Zah, go fuck yourself. Zah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I'm done. Go fuck yourself. I'm done. 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 I'm what are you doing? How is that? Now look. Now look. What new Burnley? Watch. What new Burnley? Now look. What new Burnley? Now look. Look. This is your manager, you fucking piece of shit. I'm a fraud. I care more than any of you fucks. How can you blame? You don't care about me. It don't hurt you like it hurts me. It don't fucking hurt you. What do you mean it doesn't? Does it fucking hurt? How can you back this manager? How can you back this manager? He can't control his players. He cannot control his players. He can't control them. This is frustration. These men are frustrated. They are frustrated. These are grown ass men. I'm done with this. I want him out at full time. I want him out at full time. Growing and grabbing someone's neck. I want him out at full time. Granite Shaka needs to fucking take responsibility. Bro, one know that we need this fucking game, I want him out of and that's what he's doing. He knows I want him out of full time. Needs him. I don't he knows care. that the whole entire Fuck fan base this. needs him. He knows I'm done with this. Needs him. I'm done that's with this. These players... And you blame Arteta? These players, he, 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 he has no control of these players. No control whatsoever. None. None whatsoever. None. He don't... Nah, I'm done with this. Nah, I'm done with... Now he brings off... Now look, Laka's off. So Bios is on. Fucking bullshit. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can check out my website, lockbetting.com, where we are off to a hot start to the month. Well, we're halfway through the month now, and we are looking at one of the biggest months we've ever had. We are coming off landing nearly all of our locks this weekend, and we only lost one. We went 100% 2-0 on the European show. We swept the fight show. Not only did we land the lock, we landed every single pick that we gave out on the fight show. The Bundesliga lock came in, 
and the EPL show lock did not. But the only silver lining about losing that EPL, EPL show lock was the fact that you get to hear Arsenal fans meltdown. These supporters have been embarrassing this club for nearly 10 years. This club is embarrassing enough, the fact that they've had such a downward trajectory where they're regular qualifiers for the Champions League under Arsene Wenger, and now they're nowhere near it. But then after every single loss... You have these guys and their viral videos coming out of them having their absolute meltdowns on Arsenal Fan TV and Troops TV. I understand why there's a platform for it. I understand why it's compelling viewing because they are the butt of the joke. I'm very surprised that Barstool Sports has taken on one of them. Um, if, if I came on this show and ranted and raved constantly and cried about what's happened to Manchester United since we lost Alex Ferguson, I wonder if I would be picked up by a major platform just for having complete emotional breakdowns and, and ranting on every single show. Maybe it's worth a shot. Maybe I should come in next time Man United have their next poor defeat, which I could have done after the Champions League, to be honest, after Leipzig. Maybe I should come on the show and use 10, 15 minutes a week to just cry, shout and be absolutely ridiculous here talking about Manchester United and what's happened to them since we lost Alex Ferguson. But this is the only silver lining, getting to watch this and seeing Arsenal in this position. But of course, we'd rather have landed the lot because it would have given us the 100% 5-0 clean sweep for the weekend, but it wasn't to be. We look to get back on track here this week with these midweek games. The games are now going to be coming thick and fast throughout the Christmas period. I think we are into it now because we are going midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend already because there's no Champions League. The The Champions League and the Europa League draw was made today. I'll be breaking that down on a separate show. I'll be looking at those ties and be breaking down the futures for the last 16. But of course, we have to get through all of our domestic podcasts first for Das Bundesliga and the EPL show. There will be a Bundesliga show out um, at the same time as this. So if you're listening to this show, be sure to check out the Bundesliga show as well, which is out at exactly the same time. We begin with Tuesday's games and we start with Chelsea's trip to Wolves, where Chelsea are the three to four favourites to win this game. It's 11 to four on the draw and it's four to one here on Wolves. Wolves are really struggling this season and now they've lost Jimenez. They have lost a fair few goals from their side and you're coming up against a Chelsea team coming off a loss and a Chelsea team that defends very solidly now, conceding just five goals in their last 13 games. While this Wolves teams have scored just 11 goals in their 12 Premier League matches this season. So I like Chelsea to win this game, but I also like the under here, which you can get at 10 to 11. Wolves have seen fewer than three goals in each of their last five Premier League home games. Fewer than three goals have been scored in three of Chelsea's last four. And since Raul Jimenez got injured for Wolves, they haven't scored a single goal, losing 4-0 to Liverpool and losing last time out 1-0 at home to Aston Villa. Moving on to the other game on Tuesday, it's Man City at home to West Brom, where Man City are the one to sixteen favourites. It's eleven to one the draw, and it's twenty-eight to one on West Brom. 
When a team is 1-16, to 16, it has a knock-on effect all the way down. Therefore, handicaps become unplayable as well. Man City to win and cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line here is available at 1-3. to three. So minimal value here, although I do think that is something you can possibly add to parlays because I think this is a comfortable day for Manchester City, made even more comfortable by the fact I think they will keep a clean sheet. Man City to win to nil here is available at 4-5. to five. Man City have really focused on sorting out their defending. A few clubs have done that in the EPL as of late. Chelsea, who we just mentioned, and Man City the same. They look a lot better at the back. Perhaps the signing of Ruben, Ruben Diaz is key to that. They've kept clean sheets in six consecutive matches in all competitions. And this West Brom team have only scored four goals in their last nine Premier League games. And all four of these goals came against teams in the bottom half of the table. So they are not faring well against top half clubs. That's obviously what Man City are. They are title contenders. And I think they continue their clean sheet run here. Get it to seven and win this game with a clean sheet. Comfortable day for Man City where they don't concede again. Man City to nil would be the play here at four to five. Up next, we have that joke of a team that they call Arsenal, who are at home to Southampton. And the bookies have Arsenal as the even money favourites here to win this game. It's 12 to 5 to draw, and it's 21 to 10 here on Southampton. First of all, before I even start analysing the game, I'm going to take Southampton here on the double chance market to avoid a defeat. Southampton are in such solid form and this Arsenal team, I cannot see them beating anybody in the top half at the moment. I also have this game going under a lot of statistical data for that, mainly being the fact that Arsenal have only scored 10 goals so far this entire season. The Southampton team are unbeaten in 10 of their 11 Premier League away games, stretching back to last season. Arsenal have lost each of their last four Premier League home matches, which is absolutely ridiculous. Arsenal have failed to score in six of their last eight games in the league and Southampton have won five of the last seven Premier League fixtures. There is a home dog barking here as well for Southampton to win this game on the road but I love the value getting them here at a double chance at four to five. I think that's going to be relatively safe and I also like the under here. Under two and a half goals in this one is available at plus money at 11 to 10. I'm not sure why. I think people are not really adjusting to the fact that Arsenal cannot score goals and they're probably expecting that to get right. The same mistake that I made and uh, I'm jumping off the train here and fading Arsenal. Yes, they can sit 15th place. No, they aren't too good to be in the bottom half of the table. All of these cliches where you look at the table and think, right, it's a get right game for Arsenal against Burnley. This has to be the easiest play of the weekend, even to the point where I committed to Arsenal players in my fantasy team, thinking Aubameyang had to move off his tally of just two goals. And uh, I was massively, massively wrong in the way that I read that game. Arsenal never looked threatening at all in that game against Burnley. And um, probably the worst luck I've played of the season. And throughout the season, I've lost a couple of bad ones this year. Um, Man United at home to Tottenham being probably the worst one. And some of my locks this year have been just outright disgustingly unlucky, like Tottenham when uh, when they were at home to West Ham, which ended up being 3-3, or that Liverpool game where they conceded a penalty in the 95th minute against Brighton, a penalty that was a phantom penalty that no one can see, yet the ref managed to find something on VAR. Those were unlucky, but when I'm on the wrong side, I'll tell you I'm on the wrong side, and I'm embarrassed by the fact that I had faith in this Arsenal team after I watched the way they played against Burnley, and I want to be on the fade train here. Double chance for Southampton, and another game that goes 
goes under here for Arsenal here on Wednesday. Up next, we have Leeds against Newcastle, where Leeds are the 3-4 favourites, 11-4 the draw, and it's 7-2 on Newcastle. Leeds are another team who are going the wrong way, but it's gone slightly under the radar. Those games at the start of the season where they looked so attacking and, and such a breath of fresh air in the Premier League, we are now seeing a team that are struggling to score goals. We are now seeing a team who would be in the relegation conversation had other teams in this league not been so bad. But as I said, it's very, very clear to me that it's going to be three out of four only this season, that being Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley or West Brom. I think Leeds are not going to get sucked into it. I think Arsenal also not going to get sucked into it. It's funny just to even say that. Um, so I think Newcastle here can get something from this game. They're six to five on the double chance market. They've lost just one of their last six Premier League away games this season, whereas Leeds have failed to win any of their last five matches in the Premier League. And Leeds are averaging just 1.16 goals per home game this season and as I said this is a team that went back and forth with Liverpool won 4-3 against Fulham and earned a lot of plaudits for just being very very attack minded very very hard working and they're still outrunning all the teams in their game but that's going to lead to tiredness towards the end of the season it may even result in some tiredness now I think this Leeds team are really going to struggle over the Christmas period and uh, I like it to begin here we're taking Newcastle on the double chance market at 6-5 to avoid a defeat here at Ellen Road and next we look at Leicester at home to Everton, where Leicester are the 23 to 20 favourite, it's 13 to 5 to draw, and it's 11 to 5 on Everton. With a few players out, Everton got back on track and surprisingly beat Chelsea on Saturday. And uh, I think this will be a competitive game. Could easily play out as a draw. I think these two teams are very equal and I wouldn't be surprised to see a draw here. So there's value there. But I think we'll see goals here in this one. I like the over 2.5 match goals here at 4-5. to five. Over 2.5 goals have been scored in five of the last six meetings between the two clubs. Uh, Everton's Premier League games are averaging 3.2 goals per game. And that was lowered by a tight game against Chelsea on Saturday. Obviously, the average was higher before that. Uh, Everton have won only one of the last four Premier League games and that came last time out whilst Leicester have won two of their last three Premier League encounters with Everton so um, if anyone wins this game I think it will be Leicester but Leicester are struggling at home this season they have been better away from home despite the fact they're coming into this off the back of a 3-0 win against Brighton I simply like the fact um, that these two teams always deliver goals and I'm going to ride that trend into this game so over 2.5 goals at 4-5 will be my pick for this one between Leicester and Everton up next, we move on to Fulham versus Brighton, where Fulham are the two to one underdogs here. It's 23 to 10 the draw, and it's five to four here on Brighton. Off the back of that performance against Liverpool, you would like to take Fulham to, to win this game. I think Fulham can at least get something out of it. I like Fulham on the double chance market here to at least avoid a defeat at 3-5. to five. I also like both teams to score here because I do think it'll be a free-flowing game, but I just don't see Brighton as that strong of favourites as the books have got them. I think that Fulham could easily avoid a defeat here, especially as they dominated large portions of that game against Liverpool. If they play like that here, they will beat this Brighton team. So this is a live dog. Both teams have scored in five of Fulham's last eight matches. Both teams have registered in eight of Brighton's last 10. Brighton have drawn 50% of their last eight Premier League fixtures. And uh, this Fulham team at the moment are averaging just one goal per game 
at home this season. But I think we'll see them do better here against Brighton, who do give you chances to score on the break. But I think this will be end-to-end. I think this is two teams that play similarly. I think they've both two teams who um, are in the Premier League and aren't going to sit back and try to contain better teams. They'll free, they'll play free-flowing football against everybody. Stylistically, that's going to go wrong for you in certain games where you're just going to be overmatched. But Fulham were not overmatched by Liverpool. And uh, I don't necessarily think they'll be overmatched here by Brighton. I think this is a game that they can win. I especially like them on the double chance here at 3-5. to five, But I also like both teams to find a net here. Both teams to score is available at 10-11. to 11. Up next, we look at the game of the match day. The game here of the week, of the midweek, undoubtedly, is Liverpool versus Tottenham. The two teams at the top of the table. And Liverpool are available at 7-10 to 10 to win this game. It's 29-10 to 10 to draw. And it's 7-2 to 2 on Spurs. I genuinely think Tottenham have a real, real chance of winning this game. Mourinho hasn't done well historically against Jurgen Klopp, but I think this Tottenham are a different kettle of fish. I think they are really buying into what Mourinho wants them to do. They really are playing tight at the back. They really are suffocating teams defensively and they are hitting them hard on the break. We've seen Tottenham do this to top clubs. I wouldn't consider Arsenal to be a, a top club anymore, but they did this to Arsenal. They've won away to to Manchester United. They have some solid results this season and they went away to Chelsea and got a nil-nil draw, making themselves very, very, very difficult to break down. It wouldn't surprise me if they frustrate Liverpool here and they're going to be more than capable of hitting Liverpool on the counter-attack. We saw Aston Villa hit Liverpool for seven. Obviously, Liverpool have learnt from that and um, are not pressing their defenders up as high, especially without key defenders there. They have been a little bit more disciplined at the back. It also helps to have Alisson back in goal. But I think they're going to have great difficulties in terms of containing the counter-attack of uh, Bergwijn, who's much more hard-working than Bale and Mora, which is why he's in the team. Of course, then you have Song and you have Harry Kane as well to take the chances. I do think Tottenham are a serious live dog in this one and I will definitely be taking Tottenham on the double chance. In fact, even more securely than that, you can take Tottenham plus one on the Asian handicap line. So you can take Tottenham on the double chance market at plus money, but you can take Tottenham plus one on the Asian handicap line. So the Asian handicap line of plus 0.5 is the same as double chance. So Tottenham on a double chance and Tottenham plus 0.5 is the same thing because what it means, what plus 0.5 means is, is that you're getting an extra half a goal, which means if it's a draw, you win with that. Tottenham plus one gives you even more cover. That's available at seven to 10. Tottenham plus one is available at seven to 10, which is the same price that Liverpool are to win this game. And what plus one gives you, it means if Liverpool win this game by a single goal, then you end up winning, uh, you end up pushing that bet anyway. So it gives you extra security, more security than the double chance because it allows you to push if Liverpool win this game by a single goal. And I think getting that at the same price as um, Liverpool to win this game is great value because these two teams have been very even this season with Liverpool's injuries making it a massive leveller and allowing teams like Tottenham, allowing teams like Chelsea into this title race and even Manchester United could get into it if they go on a run. This is a very, very fascinating season this season. And uh, I think Tottenham and Chelsea are very serious contenders. 
defenders. And I think Tottenham could show it here in this game. They notoriously don't do very well against Liverpool. But I think if they can overcome this hurdle, they really will establish themselves as serious contenders. And tactically, I think Mourinho has the edge. He's shown what he can do against top teams already this season. And uh, I think Tottenham could tactically outmatch Liverpool here. And as I said, they are a live dog here at 7-2, to two, which is a pick here going against all the statistical data that I have available because Liverpool have beaten Tottenham in four of the team's last five meetings at Anfield. Liverpool have won six out of six Premier League home games this season. Liverpool, though, have kept just two clean sheets in the last 10 Premier League fixtures. And Liverpool have scored exactly two goals in each of the last five encounters with Spurs at Anfield and um, obviously if they score two goals again I would expect them to come out on top on this game but I think this is going to be a very very different game sometimes you have to know when to throw your data out of the window and I think looking at the way Tottenham are playing and looking at the way they've completely bought into Jose Mourinho you cannot look at the Pochettino Tottenham and you cannot look at Tottenham last year that had a load of injuries in Mourinho's first season you have to look at this Tottenham team this season and how they match up to Liverpool and how they've matched up against other top teams and the fact they've been able to contain Chelsea, the fact that Mourinho has finally been able to sort out this defence and they're doing exactly what he wants them to do. He's packed the midfield with big physical players and ball winners like he likes to do, which is why you're not seeing Deli Alley in this team. And Mourinho doesn't give a shit. He doesn't feel obligated to play Deli Alley. He doesn't feel obligated to play anybody. Hoiberg's coming there and he's completely changed the team and he has Son, Eriksen and even Bergwijn is playing above Gareth Bell. Why? Because Bergwijn is the up and down player that Mourinho wants in that position. So he's not he's not going to succumb to players' um, reputations like Ali. Fan favourites like Ali, he's not going to succumb to players' wages. He's not necessarily going to put Bale in there just because he's been paid a lot of money. He's going to do what he needs to do and everybody's buying into it. So this is a very, very different Tottenham. And on paper, they match up very well to Liverpool here. So I like Tottenham on the double chance. I like Tottenham as a dog. And I love taking Tottenham on this plus one Asian handicap line here where you can push if there's a one goal defeat. I'm not expecting any kind of land slide victory here for Liverpool if they do continue that run of beating Tottenham and make it five wins out of the last six at Anfield here in the game of the week. Up next, you have the informed West Ham at home to Crystal Palace, where West Ham are the six to five favourites here. 23 to 10 to draw and it's 13 to five here on Crystal Palace. Difficult to really know what to do with this game because you are looking for West Ham to regress at some point. But on paper, looking at the forms of the two clubs, I think West Ham should be able to continue winning here. I do think both teams will find the net in this game. So I think there's value on that pick here at 10 to 11. I like Crystal Palace to score goals when Zaha's in the team. Both teams have scored in each of the last six meetings between the two clubs. Uh, Crystal Palace are unbeaten in five of their last six encounters with West Ham. So this is a bit this is a bit of a bogey team here, which makes it difficult for me to take West Ham looking at this. West Ham have scored just one goal in each of the last three matches with Crystal Palace, who are difficult to break down for everybody, as uh, Tottenham found out at the weekend. And West Ham have dropped points in half of their Premier League home matches this season. They actually have been one of those teams that are better away because of these uh, lockdown conditions make everything neutral 
utilised. And one thing I want to point out here, the fans were allowed back in to Premier League games for the um, for the weekend. They're now not allowed back in because we are going into a tier three lockdown here in London. And what that means is, is that fans can no longer come to games. So they flexed it for a little bit and we were in a tier two lockdown and it hasn't worked and we're immediately going into a tier three lockdown. It's a fucking joke. I'm so sick of this COVID bullshit, this overblown nonsense uh, where we are being scaremongered and we are taking these ridiculous precautions where 2,000 people cannot go to a 40,000, 50,000 or 60,000 seat stadium and manage to social distance themselves out appropriately or, or wear their stupid masks or whatever. To be honest, I'm, I'm as we know, I'm all for just ending this and just continuing with, with living life and heading towards some kind of herd immunity. I don't want to make this a, a COVID show. Uh, I'm not a supporter of the vaccine, but at this moment in time, it seems like we've been cornered and almost blackmailed into a situation where we're begging for it. I won't be taking it personally. My family won't be taking it. But as long as enough morons do take it and uh, we do reach a, a high enough percentage, then the world will open up. Therefore, that's why I'm advocating for the vaccine to come out as soon as possible. Because as soon as enough sheep do take the vaccine, then um, then we can start opening up again and ending this nonsense. So we have gone backwards here and there will be no fans in the games. And um what we started to see with the fans coming in, we started to see some results where Fulham Fulham played well in front of their fans. We saw um, Crystal Palace play well in front, of their, in front of their fans. We saw big teams actually struggling at away games for once where we saw the, uh, the, the lockdown conditions neutralise things and we just saw two teams with no home advantages and the good teams winning around about 70-75% of the time. That was neutralised just by the noise of the two to 4,000 fans that are allowed into some grounds. We, we saw that immediately. We saw an immediate effect. We saw an immediate bounce for Crystal Palace. We saw an immediate bounce for Fulham. So that'll be interesting to see once fans do come back um what kind of bounce we get and how quick it is and um how definite it is to see what kind of difference the fans make coming in because i think we saw an immediate difference obviously there are some exceptions to the rule arsenal laid a massive egg in front of their fans but sometimes your fans can be counterproductive arsenal are the type of fan base that that don't really get behind the players they just get immediately frustrated because they still have the high expectations from the years where they regularly qualified from the champions league and um and were at least challenging for titles now they are a, a bit of a mickey mouse club and are sitting in a, a bottom half of the table position already looking to sack another manager but I think if you disregard that and look at those other results I think the supporters even if it's two to four thousand it's going to make a massive difference but this weekend or this midweek rather we don't have those so I am capping those games as I would without fans and um, that's, that's something to, to note and look at as we move forward here with the EPL season when fans are allowed back in again to see if we have any kind of bounce from them being there. Couple of games on Thursday to finish out. Aston Villa at home to Burnley, where they are the fortified favourites, eleven to four the draw, and it's fifteen to four on Burnley. Aston Villa having a very Jekyll and Hyde season here, and I do expect them to win this game, but not with out major difficulties because Burnley are going to make themselves difficult to break down it's a very similar game to the Arsenal one I think Burnley will implement the same tactics and try and win the game and try and nick a goal at least on a set piece 
much like they did against Arsenal. So the fact I think they'll make themselves difficult to break down and this will be Villa controlling the game and the possession, something they've struggled to do, something they've struggled to to win doing where in their home games they haven't fared as well in their away games. Again, that's a consistent stat with a lot of teams this season. Leicester, West Ham, Man United, three teams you can throw into that category. Uh, I like the under here at even money, under 2.5 goals at even money because I do think that this game will be a stalemate until somebody break through either it being Burnley through that set piece or Aston Villa um, um, making their domination and extra ball possession count and the final game is Sheffield United versus Manchester United where Man United are the 1-2 to favourites it's 7-2 to to draw and it's 13-2 to on Sheffield United this is the sort of game where Man United should win and win it convincingly here. I like Manchester United on the minus one Asian handicap line at four to six. If Man United only win by one goal here, you end up pushing this bet. If they win by two, you end up cashing. I expect this to cash. I expect this to be a spot where Manchester United can keep a clean sheet against the joint lowest scorers here in the Premier League. They drew another blank away to Southampton in a game that was originally supposed to be the lock on the last EPL show. When I saw that Arsenal were under minus 200 and uh, available 11 to 20. I thought that was a nailed on spot for Arsenal to bounce back. I got it completely wrong. I switched my lock over and I regret doing it. It did end up being a play for clients though. So lockbetting.com clients did end up getting that Southampton pick at 7 to 10. But unfortunately, we didn't have it as the lock here. It should have been the the informed team against the most out-of-formed team in the league, the lowest scorers. But um, we will take Man United here, minus one, on the Asian handicap line to add more misery to this Sheffield United team. Closing out with the lock on the show. I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to give you Tottenham plus one on the Asian handicap line here at seven to ten. If Tottenham lose this game by a goal, you end up pushing this lock. That's why I'm going to give you another. Hopefully Tottenham can avoid a defeat there. So if Tottenham do avoid a defeat or they win that game, you end up cashing this at seven to ten. So Tottenham plus one. And because that can push, I'm also going to go for Manchester City to win to nil at four to five against West Brom. We talked about the run of clean sheets they've had. This would be the seventh in a row and West Brom are struggling to score against top half teams. Man United have really sort uh, Manchester City, sorry, have really sorted out their defence and I expect them to continue to be solidly defensive here en route to a comfortable win against West Brom. So that is your second lock here. Tottenham plus one and Manchester City to nil here on this week's EPL show. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out the Bundesliga show as well. I'll be back at the weekend with another edition of the EPL show. Until then, good luck with all your bets as always and Thanks for listening.